What's up, you guys? Sean Ross It is January 26th, 2022. This is not the list in your boy. Jimmy Van had a bit of a pet emergency, couldn't make it today. So as a result, I did a Q&A live on Fightful Select today. We got a bonus figure haul going up on Select for uh, Thursday. Jeremy is unwrapping like Werther's Originals or something on the other end. The juice oh, box, boy. the glove. We're back, Sean. It's a reunion. How it's long has it been since we've done a show? It's been a while. Oh, I jumped on one of the Q&A shows on like Select. That doesn't count. Long ago. That doesn't yeah, count. But it has been a while since it's just been like an actual show with us still. Well, this actual show brought to you by our friends at NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Get 70% off your NordVPN plan and one additional month for free. I'll tell you more about that a little bit later on, but leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. You can get your super chats in here at youtube.com slash Fightful, or you can go to humperchats.com. That is a PayPal platform and get your Humper chats in there. Jeremy will be seen on the post-Royal Rumble show this week. Along with Jarrett Bailey, we have an alternate post show on Fightful Select. So you guys can subscribe right now and get the Sour Graps post show. This week, I am posting all kinds of names that have been discussed for the Royal Rumble. And let me stress, discussed for the Royal Rumble does not mean they're in it. Discussed. And we'll talk more about media literacy in a bit as well. But we got the guy that who's who writes most of these headlines over at Fightful.com, Jeremy Lambert. Also... The, the new overlord of Fightful Overbooked, or yes. Overbook as you call it, repeat. Yeah, I'm very bad at Twitter. I get, I get in trouble on Twitter. I get in trouble with headlines. People just aren't happy regardless. I'm most beloved besides people that, uh, that that's what you said. This was your words no. on the post show with uh, Denise Salcedo. No, it's I'm, Maggie now because well, we brought Maggie on. Fair, but I was most beloved except for the wrestlers that I write headlines about before you realized Maggie was around. And yes, uh, Maggie is, is should be more beloved than me, honestly. Uh, thank you to Paul Moss for joining. JJ says, hello to my favorite big star, Cleveland's own and future TNT champion. Hope your day is good. Enjoy the beaches with the goat, Luther. Love you, Sean. The last time I was in Cleveland, Luther held me down while I got my hair ripped off with a hook knife so yeah you you broke up the nightmare collective with your you're welcome you're welcome everybody <laughs> you're welcome uh wild boy you. buddy you don't have to send us a super chat no. uh, he says thank you for the support and love guys my pinned tweet go go head over to twitter check it out our buddy wild boy needs a little bit of help he is one of the best dudes out there so please uh please go ahead and support him hannah M. I don't i don't ever know if i'm supposed to call her share delaware or hannah M. <laughs> on here because like I don't want to dox her or anything. She goes, Sean would never hire me because I'd be most loved. Oh, man. Uh-uh. That's oh, not true man. at all. That's not true at all. <laughs> Listen, if she bought everybody on Twitter Christmas gifts, then yes. She's a very true. good gift giver. She yes. is. But that ain't going to happen. No. Anakin says, needs the exclusive one of Jeremy got a sunburn. You were you were out there doing it, man. Uh, yeah. They're coming to Cleveland, and it's snowy outside. Um, and I was like, I got to film this. Like, I have to do this bit. It was uh, 20 degrees out when I filmed that yesterday. It was very cold. But it honestly wasn't that bad. Once you've been out there, I'm kind of used to the, the Cleveland weather by now. I did not get sunburn. I use sunscreen. I use sunscreen, everybody. 
Hannah says, Jeremy, are you saying you hate me? Absolutely not. You're one of my favorite people on here, but Indeed. I'm saying a lot of people do dislike you. Get to hang out with 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 her this week. Very excited. I wish you would have filmed a skit where you came across some pipsqueak on the beach and kicked snow into their face. <laughs> <laughs> if if I could use the kids in in sketches, the EP won't, won't let me use the kids. I'm trying to, but uh, she wants to keep them away because I mean obvious reasons. If I could have used one of the kids, I would have definitely kicked snow in their face. Jay Shell says, Jeremy, can you super kick Haley? Yes. Thanks in advance. Yeah, 100%. Be hanging out with Haley tonight. I'll super kick her. We're going to talk shit about Jay Shell. It's going to be good fun. Well, guys, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, we have Dr. Six Fingers Esquire says, without speculating, AEW has a growing optics issue. We nitpick Leo's contract expiring, not renewing instead of being fired. But extending exactly 45 days after telling TK to apologize is suspect. Why should black fans still trust them? Well, I mean, that's up to each individual fan. Like, I'm not going to tell somebody who of any background who why they should trust but i don't think 45 days is necessarily like any significant or special number of any consequence uh i just i don't know he was he was answering questions about AEW and tony khan to myself and denise two weeks ago uh, is there anything that you feel about this Jeremy? Uh, I feel a lot of people are, aren't using Twitter very well when they're commenting on Leo Rush, and it's yeah. not uh, it's not my place to, to say anything about that. Are the optics great? No, but let's not wildly speculate on why yes. people are leaving the company and things without knowing the whole story. That's for Tony Khan to tweet out or for Leo Rush to, to do an interview about. And we, I talked to him about him maintaining his independence and how important that was to him. Kurt says, is Pearl James smash hit Jeremy inspired by Mr. Lambert? I sure fuck hope not. I Jesus. Hope not. Jesus that's, Christ. That song, that song came out in 92. It's a, isn't it about a school shooter? Uh, I was, I was born in 88. So no, I, I wasn't, uh, wasn't even in school there during that time. Man. I think it'd be like kindergarten. Matt Reichel says, SRS, are you making the drive from St. Louis to Kansas City on Sunday? Oh, I had an opportunity, and I, I regret really? not taking it now. Yes. Oh. So, Jer or Jeff Hawkins hits me up, and he said, hey, buddy, my brother lives in Kansas City. He's got tickets. Let's go. He's going. He told me that the amount, and it was significantly less than the, the tickets that were there, but I'm trying to buy a house, man. Like <laughs> I'm trying to get out of this, this crap hole I'm in right now. You're and, very confident. You're confident that the Bengals are going to be back there and they're going to be in Cincinnati yeah. when it happens. And so why why waste this trip yes. to Kansas City when they're just they'll they'll be in the AFC title game next year. So it's fine. I, I got to see their first playoff win in 31 years. I'm very happy about that. But right after I passed that up, because I looked at it and I was like, man, I'd have to change my flight. I'd have to get a hotel, have to get a new flight, would have to get a, a rental car. Then somebody who's going to be at the rumble hit me up and they said, Hey. I live in St. Louis. I will drive you to Kansas City. I'm going to the game too. And I immediately regretted not taking that deal. Immediately. You should have. You really should have, but you're there a coward. We go. Honestly, Sean. Honestly, you're just kind of a coward for not doing it. Muted. Uh, Van Twinblade says, you said you've never been to St. Louis on the Raw Review. You, Phil, and Will need to make Hannah take you guys to Crown Candy for shakes that come in old school metal cups. And a special cheat day, one pound BLT. You deserve the BLT. I let me tell you, I've been in such a hurry this week. I've had multiple cheat days as opposed to just one. So 
Uh, I'm going to be feeling like crap, but let's get into the news. We've got news to talk about. Send your super chats, send your humper chats, leave a thumbs up. I broke some news last week about Mustafa Ali and Vince McMahon getting into an argument. Well, he asked for his release on Sunday, and by Thursday, not a lot of chatter had existed. I was told that I would be learning some interesting information about that situation on Thursday, and I sure did. They have no intent on releasing Mustafa Ali. I'm going to have more on this deal after Rumble weekend. But Jeremy, this is a bit discouraging. I think that that the line that I got about Tony Storm was, well, it'd be tough for us to justify keeping somebody with all these budget cuts. Well, they're doing that with Mustafa Ali, but they're using the term value, an awful lot associated with it. So what does that imply? That these other people did not have value? Now, this isn't a public term or anything. It's something that I learned. There were a whole lot of people with value that were released due to budget cuts, Jeremy. I hope next week, I think it's next week, they have their quarterly call for for the fourth quarter. I hope one of those people uh, asks to have a little bit more color on why they can release all these other people in budget cuts. And then Mustafa Ali uh, is looking for his release and he is not there. I hope they, they say it is because there is some value. And then I'm sure there will be no follow-up of, well, okay, well, if he's so valuable, how come he hasn't been on television? And the last time he was on TV, he tried to do whatever they were trying to do with him that quickly went away and dissipated. And we haven't seen him since. It's unfortunate for Mustafa Ali. We, we know that, extremely extremely talented in the ring extremely talented outside of the ring yeah. where he films all his vignettes and does his videos and everything this guy does have he legitimately does have a ton of value you would not know it based on his wwe run i, I think it's important that they ask about velveteen dream first though oh god that's that's the rib mike Provencher you know says- i listen you know i listened to something with him oh you did oh, oh that sucks man. i'll ask you about it shortly right. uh, mike Provencher too says the fact that it's not a public term is actually worse. It's just bad PR talk. This wasn't from the PR side of things. This was from within the company. I have good connections within PR, but uh, what bothered me was like, you see some former WWE talking heads doing shows uh, and they say, oh, why weren't you on board with Mustafa Ali when he was there? There are three cases. There's his Daniel Bryan uh, debut uh, that he had. There's his return in at some point and then the retribution reveal all of which did like one two three four million views on youtube which as we've seen jeremy is a pretty pretty excellent number compared to what some of their stuff does there's stuff on nxt that does like 40 50 000. like they were behind it three times they tried to give this guy a reboot and people were behind it and then they screwed it up i think the proof is in the pudding there People can people will be behind him if they're they're given a reason to be behind them. Yeah, and it's, it's the talking head stuff where oh the fan well, blame the fans for everything. You know, if something doesn't work out for a wrestler, it's the fans' fault for not getting behind them. It couldn't be terrible creative that has no idea what they're doing. There were plenty of opportunities for Ali to to be something, and it wasn't his fault. He did the best with what he could do. There's so. So many guys wanted to work with him. Brian has said it a million times. He wanted Ali there. He wanted that match against Ali. He wanted to put Ali over. Uh, Kofi has said he wanted to do the storyline with him because that's what led to, to Kofi Mania. He thought, this is an easy storyline to do right here. You just you, you capitalize off of that. Easy story. You get the match. You, you go from there. 
Brock, I don't know if Brock really wanted to work with him, but he took Brock took that moment from Ali where Ali's up there. Eh, how do I work the, the money in the bank briefcase yeah. for five minutes as Brock comes out? Again, easy story. Would it have led to a Brock squash match? Maybe, but at least you're working with Brock, right? It's something. And then retribution could have been something, especially when Ali was revealed as the leader. But we we saw where that ended up a, a year later. There were the opportunities for him to do something. They seemingly attempted to try to do something with him. And then like they do with a lot of their new shiny toys, they gave up after two weeks. And then it was like, all right, well, what Roman Reigns segment can we do this week? Devlin says, do you think Ali might ch- challenge it in court? He's, he's got some time left on his deal. I'll have more on it on FightfulSelect.com. So please subscribe to that. But he's got he's got a while. Um, and it's punishing a guy like Mustafa Ali to sit him at home. So when, when I found out he wasn't at the SmackDown or Survivor Series before the week of his child being born, I just figured, oh, well, he asked for time off. And then somebody said, no, 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 no. He asked for one week off. He asked for one show off. That's it. But even then, they had enough bodies for the Survivor Series. Not bringing him there, the, the, the SmackDown before, no big deal. Give him a little bit of an extended break. For two, two and a half months, when you're running the same ricochet Sheamus match over and over again and running the same tag matches over again, I'm sorry. Uh, just swallow your pride, bring him back at the Rumble, and, and then get him involved in something interesting. Not whatever he was doing after... That he lost that match and he cut that one promo where he cut the you people promo and uh, that was that was gonna be a tough direction for him and they they wanted to make him the generic anti-american heel and ali would have pulled it off because he's great but that just that wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna gonna connect that wasn't gonna fly in in 2022 i know a lot of people were were speculating like it had to be something racial or or something like that that Vince pitched to him. I don't know what it was, but I mean, I know that the new America thing was something that Mustafa Ali wanted to get through. Like he wanted to do that. He wanted to like turn the mirror around on America because he's experienced a lot of that. I mean, the guy became a police officer to make a change. That's See, that. I think he would have been great if he could have done his material. Like the video he did was fantastic. Yeah. The stuff they were probably going to have him say on television. I'd be worried about that. <laughs> And Vin, he is a person that Vince has had some degree of trust in in the past because he trusted him to to do those vignettes that he did and submit them. So, uh, yeah, that that's hopefully – I'm hoping he'll just pop up in the Royal Rumble. I'm hoping that's the case, and then they'll say, yeah, let's, let's give something there. Let's give you something after that. What percentage would you give Paige returning at the Rumble? Any news on any NXT call-ups since all the rumored names seem to be in feuds? I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to NXT call-ups. Like, this weekend, we might see Casey and Caden called up for permanently, just out of nowhere. We might see Braun Breaker do it, and then they'll just strip him of the title. There is no rhyme or reason. A percentage on page, I'd give it, I'll give it a 15, 20%. We've seen a lot of people return from pretty severe injuries. Uh, Paige and Tyson Kidd are the, the two primary exceptions. Are you, is, is that one you're necessarily looking for? looking to happen sean you're bearing the lead on this tom brady is sending us i know he, he does it all the time we, we've we've been well past this joke well i i this is my first time seeing tom brady in the chats all right well people are asking is he gonna retire yeah, yeah he might to, be retired it looks like he's gonna be here all the time sending as, super chats as long as he keeps giving us those sweet five bucks i, I mean, think uh i think page is gonna be kind of high 
uh, on the list. Honestly, I give it higher than what you say, 15, 20. I give it a little bit higher than that. And okay. I think, I mean, you're, you're the one who, who reported this, that Corey Graves making an appearance in the rumble. Is, it seems very, very likely. Somebody asking if anybody's ever won a lawsuit against WWE. Yeah. A lot of people. Uh, I mean, my God. Uh, yeah. There are tons of people who got favorable results. Uh, Charles Austin was one of them. Brock Lesnar got out of his non-compete. I'm pretty sure Del Rio did okay. I think he had a, a, an extended note non-compete that they ended up waiving or something. Jay Shell says, I'm so excited for Nikki's return. I'd love for the Bellas to come back and make the tag belts into something. To me, that would make a lot of sense if you did like a fatal four-way WrestleMania women's tag title match. Do Divas of Doom, the Bellas, Carmella and Zelina, and then maybe like pull out another legendary team. Uh, I, I would like if like maybe Zelina and Carmella. Tamina, Tamina and Naya. Bring back Naya. That's all. I don't even we're think they've past this talking together. point now. <laughs> we were past the talking point when Jay Shell, who I love, says, hey, make the women's tag team titles mean something. We yeah, that's the talking point then. Sadly, sadly. Uh, word is Ronda Rousey could be heading back. Uh, we reported on Fightful Select this week that they, they've been in, there's interest in her. There are ideas on the table. I've been told that they've wanted her back since she had her child. Becky Lynch tweeted about it. I don't think that's an accident when she tweets about something. Hear me out. It's WWE. They're going to go the worst route possible. It's going to be Ronda versus Charlotte. Oh, wow. <laughs> And the match will be great, but I think they'll go Bianca, Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. Oh, man. I thought they they would do, you know, heel Becky against babyface Ronda, which the crowd would not react to in that way at the, the all. The way to get around that is Ronda Rousey saying, I don't want to fight big time backs. I want to fight the man. And then Becky turns babyface because everybody loves Becky and nobody loves Ronda. So, so you do that. Okay. You've actually kind of sold me on this. So you do Becky and Bianca at WrestleMania. Bianca gets that win back, which she should. You do Charlotte and, and Ronda. Ronda wins the, the SmackDown title at that point. And then you do the, the Becky or the Ronda promo where she says that. And then, yeah, you do get the man. That's actually not bad. I'm not, I'm not mad at this now. If that is the route that they go, I don't know if they will, but if, when you pitch, Ronda against Charlotte as the WrestleMania match. Oh, I don't pitch it. it. Doesn't, I don't pitch it. I think that's what they'll do it. I think that's what oh, they'll do. Oh, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Raphael says, I think they'll go Ronda versus Lynch versus Flair at Mania again for Rousey to get revenge and take both titles. Tell oh, me they wouldn't. They oh, absolutely no. would. They would, but no, no. I hope Becky, I hope we get Becky and Bianca. Whatever their plans are, and look, Ronda and Becky, I understand if that, that's the match they want to do at WrestleMania. That is a big match. That's a match we've been waiting for for years. That should have been the WrestleMania 35 match until they're yeah. like, here's Charlotte, everybody. Uh, but we got we to gotta have Bianca getting this win back against Becky and being the one to dethrone Becky. Oh, I'm, Even if it doesn't happen in the Rumble, I'll tell you how it happens. Ronda shows up. Charlotte and, and Becky are having their face off. And Ronda goes... Yeah, for for once, you're gonna have somebody else's butt into your match, <laughs> bitch. That's how to have happen. the bitch. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what'll happen. Gotta have the bitch. Justin Lopez says, "Looks like I get Ronda and Becky is money, but Bianca needs her redemption." 
you really think Charlotte? God, I hope. Uh, God, I hope we need Bianca getting the dub. Uh, I, I think it should. I think Bianca should beat Becky at some point. Um, God, man, Sean, I got it. I got it. I got it. You do Becky and Bianca on on Raw or whatever, wherever they want to do it. Ronda's music hits, and Becky looks up at the ramp. Yeah, she's shocked. She can't believe it. And Bianca gets the roll-up. She gets the roll-up victory over I've Becky. Seen, I've seen a ghost even though I tweeted about it. Yeah, that's One how Becky, <laughs> that's how Bianca gets her win back. She gets the distraction finish roll-up on her. That's that's justice, right? That's just, yeah. And then Ronda points at the sign. She points at the sign. And like, then she sends us a cease and desist. <laughs> J-Shell says, Bianca gets walked over equals J-Shell cries like a Aww. baby. Well, you know what? Jay Shell, maybe you're crying like a baby because you can't be in St. Louis. Maybe, maybe it's because you had that price discrimination because of where you're located and the flights were way too expensive. Maybe, maybe you're crying because the UFC pay-per-view was too expensive this past week and you'd rather be in the UK and order BT Sport and get it much cheaper. Fortunately, NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes that possible. 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month free. When you go to nordvpn.com slash Fightful, you can also use that code Fightful. Just $3 a month with this deal, less than the price of a cup of coffee. And you'll end up saving money based on some of these things that you get. Like, for example, getting BT Sport and some of the UFC pay-per-view that happened this past weekend would have saved you probably a year or two's worth. I would say nordvpn.com slash Fightful. It is the fastest VPN there is. So excited uh, that the VPN that I actually use uh, hit up Fightful to sponsor us. Use that promo code Fightful or go to nordvpn.com slash Fightful. You can browse in security. You can uh, be wherever you want virtually. Uh, Whenever I travel, like for example, I'm going to St. Louis. Normally I try to watch SmackDown. I have not been able to watch it uh, like whenever I go to Vegas or anywhere else because it says I'm out of my home area. NordVPN.com slash Fightful fixes that. Allows you to browse anywhere you are or anywhere you want to be, rather. Of course, you can browse anywhere you are. That's where you are. But anywhere you want to be, NordVPN.com slash. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Fightful. Hit them up on Twitter at NordVPN. We're going to talk about Taylor Swift. Yeah! You told I think me we were going to do this, and I was like, all right, cool. There's there's a lesson to be learned here. Okay. So, a musician who I, I really respect, Damon Albarn is his name. Never heard of him until Lead singer. This. Yeah, yeah, you have. Lead singer of Blur, lead singer of The Gorillas, very talented fella. But uh, he, he said that Taylor Swift uh, co-writes her songs and shouldn't be considered a great songwriter as a result. Then he put over Billie Eilish and her brother for co-writing songs together. Uh, this gained some backlash online. And his apology is what we're going to talk about. He apologized but said, oh, well, it got reduced to clickbait. To which many people said, hey, bro, we read the article. You said what you said. I think there are lessons to be learned here. And I'm very glad that a lot of people said, hey, homeboy, what the fuck are you talking about? You said this. How was it clickbait when you said this? You have no idea how many times I've seen an article, a headline, and people go, it's, it's that clickbait fake news stuff. What makes you all think that in any any form of media, they would want you to put least or like less interesting shit in the headline. Like what? What? And why are you on the internet for another? Like, are you not clicking things? Are you not scrolling? Are you not clickety clickety clacking on there anyway? I get so annoyed by this shit. Somebody says, should you be discussing this with Denise? I'm discussing it with the real Taylor Swift fan. True. Jeremy, I know you've seen this, and you are a person who causes me to uh, respond <laughs> to an awful lot of these clickbait <laughs> concerns. I had a wrestler come to, I'm not going to say who, I'll tell you off the air, it was actually very funny, and they said, that's a clickbait headline. I was like, it says literally the only thing that you said in the headline, what could I? What could we have possibly done? How how do you feel about this 
as the person. Know, now I'm very interested to know which wrestler came to you. I know a few of these stories. We've shared a few of these stories now. I don't know this one apparently. Um, yeah. First off, I've it never heard. I've never heard of this. I've heard of gorillas. I've heard of Blur. I didn't sure. know this was the guy behind them though. Well, I don't. I don't even remember his name now. I called him the wrong name on Twitter. And you, you called did. me out for that. I don't know this guy's name. Fuck this guy. Who the fuck is that guy? All right? I don't know him. Coming out. His second mistake was coming after Taylor Swift. Are you kidding me? What a what an idiot. What an idiot. As far as headlines, clickbaits, all that fun stuff goes, I've always said that I will do headline bait. Yes, my job is to bait you with a good headline, get yes. you to talk about that, maybe get some interaction, some mentions, some, some social clout, and everything uh but at the end of the day i always encourage people read the article get the full context i encourage people listen to the podcast as well because i'm not recapping the entire podcast in this article i try to fill in as much context and clarity as i can sometimes i don't do a good enough job of that i'm trying to improve always but always read the article always listen to the podcast as far as headline people just want to call it clickbait when you put something that is word for word what they say and because they don't react to it or because others don't react to it the way you are hoping they would react to it or because there's a negative reaction at all. It's like, oh, it's clickbait. They didn't read the whole thing. It's like, no, these are your literal words that you said. Also, why are you doing the media interview? Why, why are you doing the interview? Do you want fewer people to tune in to what you're saying? Like, that's, that's not the way this works. And if this costs me a couple of interviews, I don't give a shit. I get plenty of them. But you want to say interesting things. That's okay. That's why I love Effie. Effie knew the moment that he said to me on my show, Vince had a couple good ideas in the 80s and has been coasting ever since. He knew that was going to be the headline. He knew immediately. He didn't complain about it. He, he was like, I said it. What do you want me to say now? No, I did. Throwback says, two good guys making my day better. Thank you, guys. Well, thank you. Keep sending those super chats and humper chats. Some, it is, some wrestlers, it, some wrestlers, Eddie Kingston is one, where he basically just cut this promo of like, oh, yeah, the Proud and Powerful haven't won the tag team titles because of Chris Jericho. Clickbait that. And to ensure that I was not yelled at for this, I put clickbait that in the headline. So it wasn't just Eddie Kingston says this. If, he, if wrestlers say, hey, they won't run with this or they'll clickbait this or whatever, I'll put that in the headline so I don't get accused of clickbaiting. But yes, now a lot I of people- somebody saying Sean calling out Spole. No, shut the fuck up. No, I'm not. Spole's a friend of mine. I, I get along with her really well. Uh, that is that is not what's happening here. If you think that Big Swole is the only person that has said, oh, well, a person took a few minutes out of my hour long show and, and posted it. Well, she's not, it happens all the time. It is not me calling out big swole. So don't go and try to stir up bullshit like that. Uh, ultimately. Yeah. We're not transcribing an, an hour's worth of stuff. Uh, sorry. It's just not practical. Like, okay. There are maybe some exceptions like CM Punk's interview with Colt Cabana. Had that dropped today, modern day, if that situation was happening, Yes, you'd probably transcribe that the whole thing and run it because it that's categorically different. I don't need to hear about somebody going to dinner with somebody they dated 34 years ago as an article for a fightful story. We don't need it, so we don't generally do that. We take the most newsworthy stuff, the most interesting stuff, and we post it. And as I've often told Jeremy, the old snakes and sparklers rule... <laughs> 
<laughs> I just mean, I do like, that. Listen, I I like snakes and sparklers. I like the boring stuff. I like learning about technique and all that. You know what? Sometimes you need some whistling bungholes. Sometimes you need some some what are they? Kitty chasers. Sometimes that's you gotta not, you gotta not, go after those. Oh, never mind. Is that is that what they're called? Boy, I'm not we had a, anything. We had enough of those in wrestling. I think, yeah, okay, <laughs> I think we had enough of those in wrestling. Yeah, you could say it. But I already I mean, listened to one Velveteen Dream interview this week, Sean Rossaf. Sometimes you gotta do more than stakes and sparklers because that's what your audience wants, not necessarily what I want. Uh, Josh. <laughs> So I'm going to read this verbatim so people don't, don't, uh, okay, let me, that way they don't take <laughs> out of context. Joe Dirt met Kickin' Wing on the side there. People say, what? Like, you all don't know? How do you all not know this reference? How do you all not know this? Okay, Joe Dirt, in, in the cinematic classic Joe Dirt, meets Kickin' Wing, who sells fireworks on the side of the road and he sees the snakes and sparklers and he goes where's all the good stuff and kicking wing goes well this is what i sell because this is what i like and joe dirt says buddy it's not about what you like you're selling goods it's about what the people like he's like no spleen splitters whisker biscuits Honky lighters, Husker do's, Husker don'ts, whistling bungholes, cherry bombs, whistling kitty chasers, nipsy dazers, with or without without the scooter sticks. Sometimes you got to have articles that are. <laughs> Listen, first off, <laughs> kindly piss off about that. It's a great movie. <laughs> It's a great movie. It is. I watched it three it times in theaters. I went to the theaters to see this movie three times, Sean. It's so good. It's really it teaches fun. you life lessons. <laughs> it's a good movie. The second one, abysmal. Horrible. Yeah. Terrible. There's a reason they put it on Crackle. And if you're going, <laughs> what's Crackle? Exactly. Sometimes it's not about what we want to write about. It's what the audience wants us to write about. However, we can draw a pretty distinct line. Quite frankly, I don't care who anybody's fucking as long as it's legal and consensual and nobody's going to jail over it or anything like that or charges being pressed. You ain't going to really see us write about that. But we run this website on very much a Joe Dirt method. And I think that's that's the right way to do it. I had it. to hear this snakes and sparklers reference so often when I first started. I was like, Sean, I don't want to do like this is dumb. Why am I doing an article on those dumb tweets? Like snakes and sparklers, Jeremy. Like, oh God. <laughs> and look where we are much. now. I know I don't hear it as much anymore because now I'm just like, yeah, sure. Snakes <laughs> and sparklers, Sean. I'll do it. Like, it's fine. I think you could argue that Joe Dirt may be the reason that Andrew Thompson eventually left the website. Oh, that's a fair argument. Actually. Snakes and sparklers bullshit, baby. And I yeah. keep begging him to come back. Hothead says, I don't know because I'm not from Kentucky. Well, neither is Joe Dirt. So how about that? Josh says, do you think Effie faces Jericho? He called him out. No, I don't. Sean, it doesn't matter where you're from uh, when it comes to Joe Dirt because home is where you make it. I'm not following that one up. Not in 2022, buddy. <laughs> home is where you make it. Kate says, lesson is Jeremy needs to listen to more podcasts. Fuck off. Guys, get in your super chat and your humper chats. We would greatly appreciate it. Chris Rain says, 
After watching Brian Cage wrestle Will Ospreay at Warrior, I remembered how much I liked him. Why do you think his AEW run has not done anything? It is very hard to invest in a guy like that as a babyface. Um, when I when I watch his work, there isn't anything that makes me go, I couldn't see that from somebody else, even a smaller guy. Um, he is physically imposing. He looks like a million bucks. I just haven't seen anything in AEW that makes me stand up and go, why I got to see him get a big push, Jeremy. Yeah, how about you? I think trying to make him a baby face was a was a pretty big mistake and there just there's not a lot you can do with him as a baby face. I thought he was good as the team Taz guy. Taz cut a lot of the promos. He was a good heater. His stop he works like a baby face, yeah. which cool, but the way he looks, he he doesn't look like a baby face. He can't cut a good baby face promo, so it's tough. They they put him in a bad position with that turn. And because of that, he was just kind of left out to dry. And that's what it is. And they have so many new guys coming in. This is just, it's what's going to happen. It's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's its just, it's never been there for me as as I watch him. Oh, in I'm AEW. with you. Yeah, I, like in, in Impact, it wasn't there for me. No. I just didn't quite get it. Jay Blood Lucha says, that's Underground. Lucha Underground, he was good because that was some heavily edited stuff. As we have learned, an awful yeah. lot of people were very good in Lucha Underground with heavily edited stuff. Like, yeah. Thunder Rosa straight up said, I sucked in Lucha Underground. And I was like, really? She was like, that was so edited. <laughs> like, uh, and, and I mean, a lot of people prefer a lot of, I don't want to call anybody out. I'll just say that. <laughs> Carlos Easy says 100% would buy a Snakes and Sparklers shirt. Uh, I'll see what we can do. I'll see what we can do. Jay Blood gets in a super chat and says, rooting for the Bengals for you. We get that McAfee call on commentary if Veer enters the Rumble. Thank you both for your work. McAfee better be covering the Rumble. He better be doing the Rumble commentary. He's yeah. so good. He has Ron, the energy. He has yeah. the energy you need for that too. Do you think McAfee enters the Rumble? He should. He should and Graves should. And then he should eliminate Graves after <laughs> all that time waiting. <laughs> We had a Keith Lee trademark of Limitless. I put this on the list because for some reason it did like a hundred retweets for that. us. My question is, why do you think it got a hundred retweets? <laughs> I I think if the fans supported Keith Lee when he was in WWE, he wouldn't have had to file for this <laughs> trademark. Because <laughs> clearly they want to support him based on all these retweets and these likes. And if he got this kind of support when he was in WWE, he wouldn't have gotten released. I, I love it. that's how it is. Uh, Dennis Dirty Work says Cage's run started too hot, right into a top title feud, then to Darby and Sting, then a clumsy babyface attempt. Not a great promo either. Not a great promo either. And uh, yeah, I agree. A lot of times they bring in people that that start off really hot and are injected into those top title feuds, and then after that, it's like, well, now what? Now what? And Hannah says, I need you to design a Joe Dirt-inspired Fightful shirt. She's, she's yelling at you so much. I see chat. it. I, see, I don't know why she's yelling. Why she wants seven bucks back? Horrendous. You skipped her super chat. Which one? That one? Apparently. She says, I've skipped two of them. Well, let's scroll one up. Let's, let's, let's keep going. <laughs> By the way, Kylo says, Jeremy, clickbait appreciation message. <laughs> I love StreamYard now because it... 
Tom Brady says, I'll retire when Walter gets his name back. <laughs> I, I wish, I want the real Tom Brady to play until he's 50. Legitimately, just to see somebody do it. And there's no reason to indicate that he couldn't at this point. Let's see. Here we go. You I, I'm Kate's super chat, Sean. I didn't. What super chat? She left one earlier. I actually saw it. You didn't. I read it. Oh, wow. Hannah said she ain't taking her asses anywhere. Understandable. Understandable. Norm says, what's it going to take to get SRS to do a post so dressed as Joe Dirt? Cage seems like a Paul Heyman guy. He does. Unfortunately, Paul Heyman ain't running a company right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, there's some tests to pass in WWE. Uh, even though the thresholds are ridiculously high. I ain't doing a show dressed as Joe Dirt. No chance. Howard? Why? Brian Moore says, Def Leppard sucks. <laughs> they do. They do suck. I don't like, I really don't like Def Leppard. Well, Raw and Rampage numbers both up. Curiously, those uh, overnights or those fast nationals didn't drop. Raw numbers are up, but they're down from a year over standpoint. So, I saw that they bounced and somebody said, oh, no football. Big surprise. Well, they're down since last year, which was during a pandemic. And when those numbers were happening, sky was falling over those. Um, Rampage pretty much is what it is. It exists in that time slot to get. Gosh, now I got the hiccups during the show. (laughs) My God. Every Wednesday it happens. Rampage exists in the time slot it is because it's probably cheap programming. Raw is not cheap po- programming. It is very, very expensive. Um, however, numbers that have have dropped like those have still multiplied or even accelerated uh, in rights fees. What do these numbers say to you as a guy who lives and dies by them every single week and waits by your computer for for the show buzz results? I don't do the ratings anymore, so they don't say. But you still do it. You're still anything. you're still a fan. They you're still say, such a fan. Well, I don't judge the shows until I see the numbers. So I would say <laughs> Raw has gotten progressively worse over the last year. And, and this week's Rampage was good compared to the, the past rampage like last week's dynamite was really good it, it was better than the uh the previous week's dynamite because i think like maybe fifty thousand more people watched it so clearly it was a, a better show i don't care about these numbers sean i'm not a ratings person as long as these companies are not going out of business and it looks like they're not going out of business then i'm good with everything as long as they keep sending drew mcintyre to do 50 million interviews and i'm still employed i'm good okay luck. With people watching, yeah, he's hurt right now. Sheamus will keep doing these interviews. Sheamus took a shot at Drew uh, in his, his latest interview. The same interview that he uh, buried Louis Dangor in. Uh, well, that's as good. As, that's as good. Long, as long as they're they're in business, I'm I'm okay with whatever the numbers are. When the numbers get low enough to where it's like you might get yanked off television, your company might go under. That's when I'll start I'll start worrying about it. Rob Reed says Van Halen, not Van Hagar. I listen. I actually prefer Van Hagar right now is one of the, the greatest rock songs ever written. Josh Cardenas says, are you surprised a Wardlow match hasn't been announced? Yes, a little, but I mean, I don't know if you have to announce a 20-second match with 200 power bombs. I mean, that's he'll be they, there. That's what they've been doing, right? Like, as the during the first match, I'm like, hey, Wardlow's in action later tonight. Yeah. They don't announce it before the show. Wardlow's going to be there. MJF's going to be there. I suspect they'll, like, interrupt CM Punk or something. Yeah, I would imagine so as well. Also on the docket, Vince McMahon running WWE 25 to 30 more years, Jesus. Jeremy. 
Jeremy, I'd be shocked if he does it for another five, much less 25 to 30. Uh, I think they'll sell the company within five years, to be honest with you. But Bruce Pritchard saying that, like, one of two things. Either he lost his train of thought, or he was doing it to pop the boys or himself. <laughs> one of the two. I hope he was doing it to pop the boys. Love a good pop. Always want to be part of the pop. Uh, I think it's a third thing. And Bruce just wanted to take the attention off of all how bad Raw is and everything. He's like, hey, let's make headlines that, that Vince is going to run the company for another 25 to 30 years. That's what I think it, it is. He just wanted to make headlines, Sean. He is clickbaiting with that. Yes, he was. It's what was Bruce Fisher was yeah. doing. He said another 30 years. <laughs> so hold on a minute. His mom look. is like 108 or something, he said. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he did. Vince would be 106. He can do it. He can do it. 106. He's on television weekly. Bless Vince McMahon. Like, he's on television weekly. Hannah said, Joe, a dirt sheet boy. And then she bitched an awful lot about skipping a super chat that I didn't skip. The model of patience right there. <laughs> you so, still skipped Kate's. You still skipped one of them. I didn't skip Kate's. Did. I didn't. I read it. It was up there. It's not my fault that she doesn't pay attention. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's that's the super chat. Mm, all right. Do you want do we want to make a bet on this? No. What was you the super did, chat? You did not read that super oh. chat, Sean. Please, please apologize. Please apologize no. to me. Please no. apologize to Kate. Hell no. Why are you a child right now? I provide apologize. for you all. You you <laughs> skipped the super chat. You acted like you didn't skip it. You're so? worse. You're worse than one of the children. So? You're worse than one of the children, Sean. Listen, Re snakes and read sparklers. Read it and apologize. The snakes and sparklers. The audience didn't want me to read that super chat. And I listened to them. I listened to that audience. Hannah says, you don't provide for me, so I'll keep bitching. You're, you're technically on, on the team now, right? Jeremy, isn't she doing like a fashion gimmick? Yeah, she's doing, you wouldn't give her a show, so she got I wouldn't me. give her a show. <laughs> That's what she said. She, she said, Sean won't give me a show. So uh, she comes to youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. First and... off, she has never asked for a show. I don't just arbitrarily go around saying, hey, you want a show? Everybody, hey, you want to do a show? That's not what I do. I do. Yeah, Hannah she's doing says, a fashion. She's doing, Hannah she's says for free. Fashion. I'm here for free. That's how we like it. That's how we like it. <laughs> Unpaid labor. Dante says the kids are coming for the head of the table. That's right. That's right. Uh, so perhaps the most interesting story of the week is Randy Orton talking to people, uh, not in kayfabe. Yeah, rules. Including about marijuana, yeah. which I'm going to have a story on actually in the coming weeks. <laughs> but he basically did a show with The Ringer. And said, yeah, so that Fiend stuff, it really sucked. And Vince was just like, who cares? They'll <laughs> like it. Orton even says, hey, I've got a mask on my face, and now my skin's supposed to be healed. I can't do this. Aren't they going to? And then Vince goes, just do it. It's going to work. Roll with the punches. Woof. Uh it's um first off the interview rules it was at the the ringer wrestling podcast and yeah it was it was tremendous randy orton should just do more interviews send him everywhere even when he was doing local interviews with like st louis media and stuff those weren't quite as good but th this one was was really good 
the, Randy Orton just confirming what a lot of us kind of know, right? Is that yeah. Vince is just going to tell you what to do and you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. And you're going to be frustrated. Orton, he's good. He's been there for 20 years. He's making his money. He's trying to get his stuff through. He's trying to be like, hey, maybe we should do something different. And Vince is like, nope. And Orton's like, all right, well, you're paying me. It is the very definition of what John Moxley said when, when he left. It was like, we are actors in this play written by one person and we either accept our script or we don't accept it. And that's it. We try to make changes. If changes are going to be made, okay. But at the end of the day, it's his company. It's what he wants to do. Orton, you would think of all people, Randy Orton would have enough clout in, in cachet to be like, yeah, this ain't good. Like maybe we do something else. And Vince is still like, eh, no, just do it. It'll be fine. And Orton's like, all right, cool. This is what we're doing. I mean, you reported stuff on on Orton and Bray. Yeah. Like this ain't Orton's just confirming a lot of that stuff. Oh man, uh, the, the exact phrase oh, I can't I can't even say the exact phrase I was given, but I was told at no point during that Randy Orton Fiend story was there an end game, a creative plan, or a long term story in order at all. It was week to week, including to the point to where it changed. The Friday before WrestleMania, Orton, like the RK Bro thing was wasn't supposed to happen. Orton was supposed yeah. to get beat and take a bunch of time off of TV. The next night, he is losing to the or he's beating the Fiend. The Fiend is never quite seen again, and the RK Bro thing happened. Which thank God, I was begging Randy Orton to be in a team forever, but. Whew, boy, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was so stupid. And then hearing about it, because I, I even waited, even waited until the end of all this to, to even start asking about this, because I knew I was going to get like kayfabed or something during the story. So I just waited until I knew the story was done. And uh, man, what a bummer. You could tell watching it. Was. You can tell watching it, it was week to week. Like, People want to knock Bray for all the stuff that he does. Somebody, somebody in the chat says, it's a demon grin says, still anticipating that first Bray interview. I am, but yeah. for like, I'm going to dread it by the time it comes out. It's like, all right, cool. Here's five hours of my life that I'm going to sit typing and transcribing. But you could tell week to week that they didn't have any type of like, any type of idea of what was going on with that thing. And Bray, bless him. He's trying to get stuff done. He's trying to do his lore. He's trying to have these long-term stories with all these Easter eggs and stuff. It wasn't the place to try to do all that. Again, you would think Orton, Bray, they would have some pull. They would have some say. Let us do what we want. doesn't matter. It's one person's company. And whatever he wants to do is what's going to be, what's going to happen. Van Twinblade says, reminder, Randy's from St. Charles, not St. Louis. Bro, it's like 20 minutes away. Who cares? <laughs> uh, GCW was this weekend. Uh, Brett Lauderdale just posted a tweet that said, Sunday was a smash hit for business GCW. For GCW, all record shattered, and it's not even close. I'm not happy at all, though. feel like I let a lot of people down. Got played, and I should have known better. Big-time learning experience. Going to work harder than ever to get a second chance. Um, we've got Jay Shell saying, you have any idea or any thoughts on the Nick Wayne, Billy Snarks, Snarks, Hammerstein snitch? Man, there's so much drama like between what a maneuver and pro wrestling tees and GCW and MLW and all this stuff. Um Huh. I think that the mat uh, they should have had more of their people go over. You should yeah. not have went back to back to back 
the outsiders winning. That I didn't think that was good. You need to highlight why this place became so popular, why Effie and Joey Janela and Alley Catch are cult heroes in GCW. Some of the action was rough uh, at times, like especially the first two matches. I know there's like some sort of charm of the clusterfuck type of thing in those matches. And it's like, but you don't, you don't always have to do that. But also I know they wanted to get a lot of people on the show. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people that watch that show and probably won't come back in, won't tune back in. However, I think it's very good that Brett Lauderdale recognizes that they've got places to improve on and stuff to improve on. Uh, I got a lot of respect for him personally because after they ran the collective last year when or 2020, when they probably shouldn't have, and there was a COVID outbreak, he called me and he was like, I want to do an interview and I want you to ask me anything that you want. He's like, don't hold back. Don't take it easy on me. I want to address the concerns from my audience. So this is something that means a lot to him. I can tell if, especially if that did, uh, what'd you think about GCW show at the Hammerstein? I, I thought one of Cardona or Jarrett was going to win. And when both of them won, I was very, very surprised. And I thought one of them went for like the heat and you do the rematch and stuff. Cause they love doing that stuff. Uh, but when both of them was like, Ooh, I don't know about that decision. The crowd, you expected like the crowd to be like really rowdy and everything. And like, they were there for some of the stuff, but like Moxley and homicide didn't feel like it had any type of heat in it. And that was a little disappointing because, like, it's Sean Moxley and, and it's Homicide. And Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That, 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 that match had a weird vibe to it. Gage returning. I'm glad they did get Gage returning. But yeah, if you're not a GCW fan, you were checking this out. I, I don't imagine you would have like a lot of reason to come back for it. And I, I will say like GCW isn't like my full cup of tea. I like some of the wrestlers, like some of the stuff they do, but it's not something that I'm like, Oh, I got to catch every single show live as it happens. Um, yeah, it was, it was a tough show. It, it was, especially given the magnitude of it and, and the hype of it. It is good that Lauderdale recognizes some stuff and hopefully they do improve on that stuff. Uh, it was a why success. successful. Yeah. Yeah. It was a success from, from, from a business standpoint and everything, which, which is good. But if you're, if you are a new GCW fan, I don't know if you're going to stick around. And honestly, like if you were an old GCW fan, you're probably not going anywhere because you really love yeah. that company. But I don't think it was that, like that, that victory that you were kind of hoping for. Maybe the closing segment was because they had yeah. everybody in the ring drinking, but it was so, it was cut so short because of the time. But like, it wasn't that big victory of like, oh, Effie won. We get to cheer this. Janela won. Alicatch won. It's like, no, all the, all those people just kind of lost. And so you didn't get to really cheer that, that GCW homegrown talent. Cardona, I see. Like he and Chelsea in that environment, heat yeah. magnets. And in his prime still, both of them in their prime. So I, I see that. I, Alley Catch can't beat Ruby Soho? Come on, real you're, you're, you're one women's star there? And, and they're developing more. But like the one, I, I don't want to say the one as if she's the only one, but she's the main one. Thunder Rosa has become a regular there as well. I know they love Billy Stark. She's going to be be good. Um, I mean, she's already good. 
she's a prodigy, but uh, it's like, I think those two should have went over. Um, I, okay. I think Effie and alley cat should have went over Yeah, Cardona winning. Sure. And the Cardona match, like I know a lot of people were like overbooked. It was a tribute to ECW. That's what it was. And ECW was hilariously overbooked, like to a stupid level to where like some guy who nobody knew would come out and just hit something on somebody. And that was it. Feel good moment. 911 celebrating with his son who had a really great showing in that battle Royal that, Outside the ring, inside power slam he did. Holy shit. That was like my favorite spot of the show. Uh, but uh, not announcing that Jonathan Gresham wasn't there before the show. Didn't sit well with a lot of people. Uh, we ended up breaking that on on Fightful Select and Fightful's Twitter. Uh, man, the six-man Lucha match was incredible. That was awesome. To me, that was the highlight. Uh, Moxley and Homicide, little flat to me, little flat to me. Um, the the latter match, they they got to fine tune that stuff badly, yeah, yeah. badly. That was some scary moments in that. And apparently, according to PCO, they, they had something else planned that got cut. And I can't even imagine what what that was going to be because them ladders. It looked from pictures, it looked like people were trying to hold them and stuff, but. They they were not uh they weren't they weren't very steady when when those guys were up there. Yeah, so as I look at it, it's like those two early matches, man, they were they were sloppy. Glad Green Reefer got a win because holy he shit, rules. he's always ruled. Yeah. The yeah, always ruled. The Battle Royal, um, I, I like that that Big Vin won because of the ties to ECW. I, I like that. But the matches themselves, not great. Uh, the ladder match was rough and you had three of those back to back to back. This is where you kind of space those out and you give the crowd a bit of something different. Uh, the Lucha match was the only thing that I didn't see like something curious about, but uh, not announcing Gresham and going with Leo. Leo's great. Match was great. Uh, the Cardona Janela match. I like that too, but after that, it's like, man, either something got cut for time, it fell flat, or I felt like the wrong person won. But I have confidence that they'll probably look at things long term and and see something better. As we wrap up, Joker says, wanted to know whether you guys agree that Jungle Boy is a little overrated. Don't think he deserves the tag titles over Santana and Ortiz, particularly right after Swole's incident. I don't think that it has anything to do with the Swole incident and shouldn't have anything to do with it. I think Jungle Boy is great. Uh, he needs promo work. His promo is oh, not great. Are, no, no. He's uh, can he still work on him? Yes, but he's improved so much. Oh, he has improved aspect. so much. Like he's getting really good at those promo. Like I, I don't know how much They're Christian has me. helped him. I'd imagine that it Christian has helped him a lot, but he's he's gotten really good, really comfortable with, with the promos. It can still be worked. Big on, salty sure, bitch but. is not for me. It's not for me. It isn't. <laughs> Jeremy, you're going to be on the Royal Rumble post-show Saturday. We do have uh, an alternate show on Fightful Select with Alex and Kate. But, um, yeah, we got going on got, this week. Got a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to be at Dynamite tonight. If you're going to yeah. be at uh, the, the Snow Break AEW Dynamite here in Cleveland, come say hi. We'll, we'll hang out. We'll take a mark picture without a point. I'll do a point to you. Yeah. Uh, kick you in the head. Do all that fun stuff. Um, 
yeah, Royal Rumble post show with uh, Jared Bailey because NFL stuff and wrestling stuff. He, he interviewed uh, the former Tom Phillips, Tom Hannafin recently. So Jared and I will be doing that. Everyone can go to youtube.com slash fightful overbooked. We have daily content over there. The, the, my promo for AW beach break is, is over there. I've got shows with it's good. Uh, my, it's good. It was, it was really good. It was really cold, but it was worth it. Um, uh, I, I'm doing shows with a bunch of people. Joel Pearl's over there, so please don't let that dissuade you from going over there. Share. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing fashion stuff over there. We're, we're doing a lot of... Rob and Maggie are over there now, too. Rob and Maggie over there. Kate, I believe, has a show. She's doing something over there. I, I'll announce this now. I can, I can announce this. Will Washington will be oh, doing nice. a show called Dad, Day After Dynamite. Uh, on Thursdays beginning next week where he reviews dynamite and tells dad jokes uh, over there. So got a lot of, got a lot of fun stuff. Jay shell is doing a show on Saturdays over there as well. So bunch of, bunch of content coming on over there. And then tomorrow on the main fightful channel, this channel right here that you're on youtube.com slash fightful. It is myself and Steven Jensen with the spotlight. We're going to be talking about AW WWE other, which is like impact MLW, um, New Japan, things like that. And then the Indies, which is all the IWTV, Fight TV kind of stuff. We're going to be talking about one thing from each of those. We're also going to be interviewing content creators. This week we have Muscle Man Malcolm on. We, nice. we talked to him about everything he's got going on in the world of wrestling next week. Next week, we have this most full, mostly locked in. Uh, AC Mack is going to be joining us. He just nice. won the IWTV uh, championship. So he's going to be joining us next week. So we're going to be interviewing uh, like different kind of content creators. We're going to be interviewing um, independent wrestlers and things like that on the show. We're going to try to spotlight all all the different kind of companies and everything that are out there. So I'm very excited for 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 the new. Someone says it. Yeah, yeah, Kate, of course. <laughs> oh, Kate, man. Kate. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> we love you, Kate. Uh, by the way, guys, we are working on getting an audio feed for Overbook that will be separate from Fightful. Uh, so I want you guys to support that, push it towards monetization and all that. We'll have the details <laughs> very soon. Until next time, guys, go to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. We're out. <laughs>